Welcome back to College Football Uncensored from Saturday Down South, brought to you by Texas Pete. Downset sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and enter promo code Saturday Down South to take 20% off your orders for any sauce or apparel. I'm your host, Tyler Huck. With me, as always, is the other host of this show, Chris Marler. Chris, I I got to see one of my football teams win this weekend, so that was good. Just a barn burner with the Giants and the Falcons. The Falcons won. That's right. I was going to say 17 to 14. I'm still in. Yeah. I'm still, um, you know, living with a Florida state fan. Um, and it's been tough. It's been a tough run. So I was happy to see the, uh, the Falcons, especially also as a Falcons fan. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Another uh, fun weekend. Lots to talk about here. Before we get into it, we want to do a Texas Pete hot sauce, hot tick edition. Um, Before we get into it, obviously, Texas Pete legendary flavor. Texas Pete hot sauce has all the sauces and seasonings you need to make your food the real MVP. Chris, why don't you read off some of the sauces that they have? Because I need to really learn to say it correctly. Yep. You got Texas Pete, Gorilla Green Pepper, Musk. Um, I'm making that up. I don't have this in front of me, I, I, but I'll just tell you. Well, I, all right, I'll just say this. You, well, hold on. You get the Texas Pete hot sauce, right? Um, and you can get that in a variety of flavors, but the hot sauce is the best one, right? I put it on eggs. Uh, I put it on like fried chicken. Um, sometimes when I'm feeling down, I'll just put it in my eyeballs and see if that'll stop the tears because that's just where I'm at in life right now, but that's fine. We're going to get there. Um, it does not, by the way, it makes it, uh, like just yeah. astronomically way worse. worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's way worse. Now I'm just, I'm crying rain. It just rain and fire the whole, from my eyeballs, like a dragon, but with eyes instead of a mouth. I don't know how dragons work anyway. Um, so, so you also have, this is, this is used to be a staple of mine on Sundays. Um, when I do meal prep, you get the Texas Pete wing sauce, right? And you can get like the Buffalo wing sauce, um, mild or medium. I usually get medium cause I'm not a yep. certain word. So anyway, but like you get the Buffalo sauce and then you just, you just like, what's the word? Drown, drown, douse, 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 drowns and douse is what I was mixing. Uh, what I was mixing up there. You know, do it together. Drown it, okay? Drown <laughs> it together um, in Texas Pete buffalo sauce, and then I would just take chicken thighs, and then I would also marinate on it. Oh, so it was so fun. That was a that was a different life. So there, here we are. Also, they have Texas Pete. Texas Pete thighs. That's that's all I wanted you to talk for was that. Yeah, but that's good. Uh, so remember, visit texaspeat.com for recipes, apparel, shirts, hats, things of that nature. Twenty percent off your entire order. With promo code Saturday down south down set sauce like you mean it hot hey, takes yo. edition here <clears throat> I'll just hit you with this I'm so fired up we got a special guest that we're gonna bring in here after this but I'm fired up at this because I'm gonna pat myself on the back here for for a second okay why don't you go first then my hot take is I kind said- of out out there but it's uh I, I I believe it to be true I didn't realize how hairy your arms were first off but um listen Texas Pete hot takes We'll start with this. My hot take. I'm going to, I'm going to double down from what I said last week. Okay. And I said it last week as a joke and we laughed about it. And, and you, we, you know, we were like, ha, 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 ha. Um, not like that. Like we were British. Just funny joke. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I, I said, I think the sec could get three teams in. And I saw today where Barrett Salee, one of my favorites, he said, there's a realistic possibility the SEC is good enough to get three teams in. I'm paraphrasing, Um, you know, but like the the committee will never do that. I'm going to double down. 
I'm going to double down. And I say that, that the SEC, the, excuse me, the SEC gets three teams in the college football playoff this year. And I will explain how it works. Cause I think honestly, and, and there's a couple of you that don't want to hear this TND takeover, big Texas fan. I know you're listening right now. There's a possibility and there's an actual way that the SEC could get four teams in. And, and I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Like there's a, there's a, I don't, should I ruin the surprise, Rich? It's up to you, buddy. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. Just who's we'll, rich? We'll who's rich? My, <laughs> my roommate and confidant. Um, he's, he was laughing too. He said, Oh, isn't that funny? So here's the deal. The SEC, just hear me out here. An 11 and one, an 11 and one Florida beats Georgia and they get to the SEC championship game. Bama gets in 12 and 0. They have a close win against Ole Miss and Heisman Trophy winner Matt Corral, who are also 11 and 1. All the three of those teams have beaten Arkansas. They've beaten AM. Well, two of them beat AM, um, including on the road. Auburn on the road. So you have a lot of teams that are ranked right now, but you are at least like padding that resume. But again, close loss in Jacksonville, close loss in Tuscaloosa to a Heisman Trophy winner. So now you have that, that extra juice on why you would throw Ole Miss in there because you have the best player in the country. Florida beats Bama in the SEC Championship game. I'm telling you right now, because it's going to be a shitstorm in the Big Ten. The Big 12 sucks. You know, you saw Oregon State. Pac-12 is in chaos because the Beavs are apparently going to be great now that we're broken up. This is like the rest of the country is a disarray. Okay, we're just sitting down here with all the good teams. And there's there's four teams that can get into the the cultural play. I'm just saying. All right, we'll see. Um, I'm going to go a little different route for my hot take and then we're going to bring on our guests. I think Florida has the best O-line in the country. In the country. In the country. Yeah, you should have started. That's a better take. <laughs> the only reason <laughs> I I don't look at their running back room or even Emory Jones and, and think that they're like they've got any electric playmakers. But it seems in every game and, and especially the last two with Bama, who's got obviously a really good D line, and now this Tennessee yeah. game where Tennessee is really good at stopping the run. They're dominating, and there is an advanced stat. I know uh, our our friend and confidant, Kevin Duffy, actually sent us a text and made fun of me for quoting all these analytics. Um, <laughs> but there is an analytic that basically states it, it, it breaks down the percentage of runs that are successful because of the O-line or because of the running back, and Florida is at the top of the list. And I just think I was so impressed with them in that Bama game. And then that right. in this Tennessee game, that uh, that's my hot take. I think they have the best O line in the country, which is hasn't been traditional for them over the last decade. Okay, well, let's like that should be. We'll start with that. That's the best take. <laughs> I take. I mean, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's far fetched to the SEC to get three teams in. Um, but that, those are our Texas Pete hot takes um, yeah. for this week, and we'll just we'll just play yours. <laughs> so, um, but, All right, well, let's bring yeah, in our so, guests. We're going to bring in a special guest. You know, like, listen, I know the other pod is getting like a lot of big name guests. And so we were like, listen, we want to do the same. Um, so we're going to bring in Rich Shinovsky. Rich, he's had a bottle and a half of wine. Um, this is my roommate. Everyone say hello to Rich. He's got his ball cap on. He's got his glass of wine. Support the Ryder Cup win. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Rich, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Don't yell because you're over there. I'm about 5'11", sitting about 235. You're 5'11"? 
Not that. I tell people I'm six one. I'm shorter than you. Yeah, it's okay. Shit. I mean, everybody talks himself up a lot. Here. I don't. That's not uh, what I do. You know, housing Chris got a great roommate here. Um, you know, nothing much more about that. Yeah, this is electric so far. Rich has picked me up from the the depths of, of things. Rich is the best. He's one of my best friends. Can Rich uh, even hear me? Oh, he cannot. Yeah, that's a good point. Give him one of those. Yeah. <laughs> one of those have you done this before? No, I've not. Um, we don't do a lot of interviews unless it's Tom Hart or somebody I'm friends with. You know, especially like, when when to, when the guest is just standing right next to you. We haven't done that one that's yet. True. Yeah, that, that, that's also it? true. Do you want me to have a seat? I can like. No, you. Well, I told you to find a seat, but you didn't. I mean, I mean, it's well, right. maybe if my you host. Didn't find, you didn't find a seat in my house. If my host family would maybe give me some effing furniture down here, maybe I would have a fucking seat. Also, my host family took me to Costco, and I'm going to say host family like it's I'm a fucking foreign exchange student because yeah. that makes me feel better about the situation um but no, anyway so so rich is a big florida state fan he's he's my best friend he's one of like the best people i know been awesome you guys know him in the podcast group he's he's just he's been incredible i will say also one more humble brag on rich this man held up the fucking post uh what do you call it the the what's it called mailman um on saturday so i could sprint out and, and hand out another batch of stickers to you guys so the only difference is that's from two months ago can you stop doing this, please? Okay. All right. So here's the deal. Me and, me and Rich <laughs> sat down and had some drinks tonight. And we think we have figured out a way that the SEC could get four teams in the playoff. Rich, take it away. <laughs> like he's a, like yeah. he's a fucking sideshow over here. Take it away, Rich. <laughs> you know, as, a, uh, a show, as an ACC fan, this is pretty tough for me. They couldn't yeah. put a, one of our own in. Yeah, cool. Uh, it was very, very, very difficult. Um, it really pains me to point. see Clemson's demise. Really pains me. You know, you, you know, it doesn't give us a chance. We, we could be Florida. We can't be Florida. No, you cannot. Um, no, no, you no. know, maybe we can beat Clemson. Yeah, maybe we could be that, Clemson. That actually, yeah. that actually, maybe. All right, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, that'd be enough to live for, right? This, yeah. this season, like that would be great. Yeah, I mean, I'm a an anti-Clemson fan bad. and an anti-Florida fan. So, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm good for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. I you bet know, the audio is really good right now, too. Yeah, sorry. Sweet. But anyway, so the point being here is we know that Alabama, they've got Georgia. Bama and Georgia projected in almost every single one, right, to get two teams in. Yep, makes sense. I said last week that it was a, the three teams, and, I, and it, there's been multiple people today that have made this comment that it's, like, not that illegitimate, and that's why I'm all fired up. Who was your third team last week? I, I think I said A&M. <laughs> okay, who's your third team this week? Oh, Ole Miss or Florida. Okay, so I mean, I'm going to say Ole Miss because I think Ole Miss has a better chance of running the table than Florida. Well, My I mean, Rebels. Well, yeah, you're big, big Rebels guy. But Florida's mm-hmm. got to beat Georgia, right? If we do the four-team, yes. The four-team. I'm yep. saying if it's three today, I'm taking Bama, Ole Miss, and Georgia. Okay. Well, I think Florida's got a better chance than, than Ole Miss. Not right now because they, they have to win out and they have to beat Georgia. You're right. Ole Miss doesn't have to do that. But Ole Miss has to beat Bama. No, they don't. They can go 11-1. By losing to Bama, but they having a Heisman Trophy, they would have to win the SEC championship game. No, 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 Rich. Damn it, we've been over this. Yeah, this is like I'm like I feel like I'm listening to my parents argue or something. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so like a father and son arguing yes. right now. So, yeah, so yeah, anyway, the point being is this: they go got, eleven to one. They go eleven. Anyway, we've got Alabama, we got Florida, we got UGA. Okay, mm-hmm. the toughest thing that we had to do tonight was what? Knock out the Pac-12, which was Oregon. Get car insurance. Okay, how do we get Oregon out? We got Oregon. Oh, okay, out. yeah. So yeah, and this was a tough. It wasn't. It wasn't as hard to get the four teams in. It was hard to get the you know the everyone else out. So in the Pac-12, I already said it on here before. The Oregon State beefs. They they just destroyed USC. So hot. So right 
they are so hot right now. They're just doing, they're doing great. You know, yeah, they are beads. the glow up from the Oregon state beads Golly. is just fucking fantastic. You'd love to see it, huh? Anyway. So Oregon state beats Oregon or UCLA beats Oregon. If they play, they play right? UCLA beats okay. Oregon because UCLA, UCLA beats Oregon. is up 39, 30 in history. Okay. But Oregon's defense is ranked one Oh three. In, in the, the country. In the so country. suck it, Ducks. So yeah, um, they got okay. pretty much the same offense at the 47 and 51. So they then play either UCLA or USC or maybe even a Utah team if they can get their shit together um, in the Pac-12 championship game, and they lose that. We've seen that happen a bazillion times in the Pac-12 championship game. Now we go to the Big 12 championship or Big 12. This one's pretty easy. This is just Texas beating OU mm-hmm. at a one-loss. I don't think a one-loss Big 12 team would get in over OU is not good. They are not, they are not good. There's no fucking reason they're even ranked in the the, like top six, but a one loss big 12 team. I don't think it's getting in because they are, they've been, they've been bad all year. Right. Now we get to the tough part. Iowa state. One of the big teams has already lost twice. Right. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma. They are going to have to make a change at quarterback. I think. He's yeah. They don't have any more Alabama. Trends. That transparency yeah. quarterback they have is not like he is. Uh, not their good fans were audibly chanting for the backup during the game on Saturday night. Well, like you could hear it week too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, so then now we get to the Big Ten. The Big Ten is the hard part. Okay, the Big Ten because the ACC is done, right? Like I mean, yeah. it comes like it's still run the table and they'll be nine and two. The ACC UNC got blown out by Georgia Tech this weekend. But we haven't talked about, about Wake them Forest jackets. Yet, guys. We're not going to talk about Wake Forest because the Demon Deeks looks like a fucking hey, colonial age. BC, Bill he looks the ridiculous. The 4-0 BCEs. I told okay. our boy Adam Spencer, BC was going to be tough. Go ahead. I like how you call them BCEs like it was like a bacon, egg, and cheese. So, um, okay, you get to the Big Ten. Iowa is, is a problem child right now because Iowa has to lose to Penn State. Now, follow along. We have knocked out the Pac-12, the ACC, and the Big 12, okay? Iowa is undefeated. They're in the West. They're only, only tough, like, you know, like, I guess, blip on the radar. Their only tough obstacle the rest of the schedule is Penn State. Is it at home or is it at, is it at Penn State? It's at Iowa. Penn State's at Iowa. Okay. So then Penn State's so going to have to lose twice, probably. Penn State has to win that game, right? Because I will most likely, unless they slip up to Wisconsin or fucking, uh, you know, Minnesota, who lost to Bowling Green this weekend, Oof, they will loss. go the rest of the way. Yeah, they're tough. Um, Tennessee is the best team in the Big Ten West. So Iowa, Iowa loses that game. They end up being 11 1. They get to the Big Ten championship game. So Iowa's just sitting there, right? Unless they somehow lose to, to Wisconsin. Now you look at the Big Ten East. Penn State still has to play four ranked teams in Ohio State. Michigan, they got to play Michigan State. Michigan State ranked, yes, yes, and, and in Iowa, in Iowa, and only one of those games is at home. Mm-hmm. So, if Penn State and, and listen, no offense, Michigan, y'all are gonna fuck it up at some point. Like, let's just be honest. Michigan State, I love what Mel Tucker is doing. The running game is is fantastic. Um, I don't think that they have. They're not going to be able to stick through like the rest of the season and get through like they don't have the depth yet, especially um, to go up against Penn State and Michigan or Michigan and Ohio State. So let's just say Penn State loses two of those games. Well, Penn State's going to lose to Michigan Ohio. and right. Ohio State. Right. I mean, bottom line is Ohio State has the second best offense in the country. That's well, I mean, semantics, but I mean, it's just stats. Yeah. Sir. Why do we track them? Sure. Um, so, but but Ohio State, what if they went out? So they don't. Right. Right. They would lose to Michigan right. or, or still up to Michigan State, which is exactly what happened in 2015. 
So it's a bloodbath in the big. It's family. a bloodbath in the big seven. I love this. I love it. The sideshow at it again. I mean, so then you get to the Big Twelve championship game or Big Ten championship game. You've got a two-loss Big Ten East team. You've got Iowa at eleven and one. Iowa, the Hawkeyes are your only fucking hope to get to the playoff. Iowa loses to the Big Ten East champ. We have knocked out every other fucking conference. And, and, and again, now this is the, this is the layout for the sec. Georgia has to lose to Florida to go 11 and one and win the okay. tiebreaker close game in Jacksonville. Okay. So that there's, and they get to the SC championship game at 11 and one Georgia finishes the regular season, 11 and one. They have the best defense in the country. They have monsters everywhere. They have that early season winning. It's Clemson. Maybe Clemson picks up some wins late. They're going to beat Arkansas at home this weekend. They're going to have like ranked wins on their schedule and they're going to dominate everyone else from here on out. Now you look at the SC. The SC there West. is a lot that has to fall in line for this. To no, it, honestly, I don't. I don't think it yeah, is. I think the only thing that has to happen is Iowa has to lose to Penn State. Like that's how dumb I am. So I, I really think that's I it. I was telling Chris earlier today, the hot take is not necessarily that the SEC gets four teams. The hot take on this is an immediate expansion of college football playoffs next year. Immediate, because they're going to have to not allow four SEC teams. Which is a thousand percent happening? calendar year. Who's they? Who is they? Who they're not going to? Who's they? The college football committee. Playoff committee. Yeah, but see, here's the thing: is all the other conferences have to vote on expansion, and they're basically holding out now on the SEC. I'm not going to. They're like, you guys are you guys are banding together. We'll just band together and be like, no. Listen, but it all talks about money. The finance guy. It's everything. You know, the east of the Mississippi is the only thing going to be in the. uh, True. You know, in the college football playoff committee. Listen, planning a future is not my strong suit. You guys know that. So at 2022, <laughs> we're not going to start talking about that. At 2021, <laughs> we will start talking about, about it. September 28th. We're not. That's my dad's birthday. I just, I just realized that this weekend. Mother of God, what a week! So we when is the chaos? The, so the, the chaos, chaos starts when Penn State starts beats Iowa next week. No, no. I mean, there's other stuff that has to happen along the way in the SEC as well. A, a no, 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 no. What is the first significant weekend where the dominoes start to fall? Is this it this week? coming weekend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bama beats Ole Miss, but that's Ole Miss's only loss. Dude, but I'm telling you, Ole Miss, Ole Miss keeps it close. It's like 59 to 56 or like 55 <laughs> to 52. It, it, like, and Matt Corral has a day. Matt, like, like a lot like last yeah. year, right? Matt Corral goes off. He's got over you know, 400 yards passing. He's got four or five touchdowns, zero interceptions. He has them in it with a chance to win late in that game and they just don't Bama outlast them. And, and I know a lot of you are thinking, Chris, why in the scenario is Bama the only team that goes undefeated? I don't make the rules guys. Okay. But I kind of, you know, just for my own sanity, that's what we have to do. But it also makes sense because then you have Ole Miss. If they, if they lose that game, they're not in the driver's seat. Right. And, and, and also Bama out of all these teams seems to be the only team that historically speaking, that would get in at 11 and one without playing in the conference championship or get in if they lost the SEC championship in, in Atlanta. So you have Ole Miss, they go the rest of their schedule. They have the best offense in the country. It's like the antithesis of, of Georgia. Georgia has the best defense in the country. And I think you would still take a bump because you, you have all these other conference champions, right? But if they all have two losses, you, you still have to have a reason like, why would you put in Ole Miss over a conference champion? Well, they have the Heisman Trophy winner in Matt Corral, who put up one of the best seasons, you know, and, and ever under Lane Kiffin and all that. So if, if those things happen. Ole Miss plays Arkansas this year, right? Yeah. 
So it's it's that's that is probably the SEC's biggest wrinkle is Ole Miss playing Arkansas. That's it. That's and everything else will just happen on its own, brother. And to everybody's defense, though, <laughs> I did try to talk Chris into a way of not making Alabama undefeated. Yeah, he did try to do that. It's fine. All right, we're gonna start the show now. I like this, boys. You're the best. Thank you, Rich. Everyone say thank you. Sideshow Rich, everybody. Hey, Don't call him Sideshow Rich. You just like puppet messenger. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. You're the man. Thank you. I'm going um, to bed. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. And um, can we make sure we get more Dunkaroos this week? Okay. I got your chocolate covered all once. Perfect. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's, let's start. I, I uh, keep saying let's yeah, start the so, show, but let's do this. If you want more of Sideshow Rich, call in 424-430-0045. Let us know about it. Um, and I call him lovingly, we, by the way. Yeah, that's very you better because he's a great guy. Should we do the voicemails at the end? We could do the voicemails at the end. I listen, guys. <laughs> I'm the one that goes through the voicemails. I have to parse through these things. Why is that? I love the I love the passion. By the way, from, yeah. from you guys, I listen to all of them. I I know we're called football uncensored. I get it. We created this for a reason. We just probably can't play some of these most of these voicemails that we're getting we probably shouldn't play just for everyone's sake your sake our sake everyone who's listening (laughs) a lot of f-bombs a lot of gds we just listen we're not we're not going to play voicemails that are two minutes long try to keep them to 30 seconds 40 seconds maybe or if you're dropping gds not going to get on here if you're calling in and physically or uh abusing someone verbally that's like another listener and calling them could names. Be a host or could be a listener <laughs> or, or you're abusing neither of those things yeah we're not gonna play him um so i'm the one who listens so um I'm, Smith, I'm, this is clearly to you like i <laughs> listen i love you dude but like you, you can't we say it all the time in the Facebook group. There are rules that we have to have. <laughs> you can't say all these words. We love the enthusiasm. You're the best. But I, yes. I do think we should play since we've kind of like fucked around and to, to start the show, even yeah. though I, I still say it's a really good take. Let's talk some football from this weekend and let's play them. The voicemails at the end. Okay. Because there's a lot to get to. What a weekend. Um, yeah. I do. We want to just start with, the biggest win of the weekend in my mind, yes. obviously. I mean, Arkansas, right? Yeah. I mean, okay, and I guess I owe, I got a, I got a message from one of our listeners real quick too. I just want to let everyone know the, I got a bunch of messages from you guys this past week, especially cannot say thank you enough. Um, we'll get to like more of it later, but I just want to say thank you. And, and, and so one of my favorites to sit out was dude, um, I think it was on Twitter. I think it was on Twitter. Um, it might've been Instagram, but, it, and I should have, of course, written it down. Arkansas fan. he was like, Hey man, love the pod. Look forward to it every week. But how wrong were you about Arkansas? Cause I sat here, you were right. Yeah, you said you yeah. thought Arkansas would win and you, you called it. I think, I think the only thing I was right about was the under in this game. Yeah. I, I think I t- under was the play for sure, but yeah. Right. But so we're looking at that, and and then he's. I, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, I was way off. And in the Arkansas, I sat there thinking, like, you're about to get to the meat of their schedule. You're you're about to get like shut down by this Texas A&M defense. That game was over technically in the first first quarter. Well, yeah, I mean they they padded the lead, and it's a good thing they did because you know KJ Jefferson gets knocked out of that game, right. and I guess he was out for as long as it took for the medicine to 
kind of like so we can start not feeling pain which yeah. is uh which is just crazy but yeah i mean their, their first victory against a&m since a&m joined the sec now they've beat texas and texas a&m in the same year it's Pitt, only Pittman's second season um you know you talk about last year first year coaches just having being really up against it when it comes to you know no spring balls as a new coach because of covid can't get out and recruit right I mean, there's a couple coaches that are definitely killing it out of that group, and one of them is Pittman for sure. I mean, I I questioned bringing in Kendall Bryles, who's you know very fast paced, and you pair that with a guy like Pittman who likes these massive offensive linemen. I was like, how is that ever going to work? Like those guys aren't going to have. But right. here we sit, and A and M's going to be top ten when the polls drop. Well, the polls are already out. I must have missed that. What are they ranked? <laughs> they come out at 12 and two on Sundays, every Sunday. <laughs> um, A&M is at 11 in the coaches poll. Okay. No, I'm sorry, Arkansas is 11 in the coaches poll. In, there's seven SEC teams ranked in the AP poll. Um, but Arkansas jumps up to number eight. And, and again, like oh, I, just wow. going into this apology for, for like hog fans. First off, I fucking love you guys because like, there's just not a fan base that seems like they're more, deserving and excited for something like this. And, and you know, I saw a cool stat today. Um, they have been ranked in the top 10 this calendar year in football, baseball, and basketball. And I think they, they're one of the, like the only teams. Yeah, that that's true. That. Yeah. So it's like, that's, well, just, I, I mean, mean, it's because think about it. I mean, you root for a team who traditionally, you know, if you're a Georgia fan, you hate Florida, you hate Alabama because you just watching them have success around you as, as you've right. kind of waited to have your own success. But like Arkansas has never been in the picture for that. So no. you wouldn't be an SEC fan and be like, I hate Arkansas fans because let's be honest, they haven't had a lot to in brag football, about, especially. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like they haven't had a lot to brag about. So of course it feels great to see a team like this start, you know, make their way up. I'm sure it'll become just as annoying as all you other people. So we'll just, we'll, we'll <laughs> wow. <Tyler. laughs> <laughs> hey, it just happens. Um, but no, so for now, man, you got to feel good for them. It's awesome. And, and, and jumping up to number eight, especially, and I'm not going to get on a negative train because they got to play Georgia. And that line opened it at 18 and automatically jumped up to 19 and a half in Georgia's favor. Well, if KJ um, Jefferson isn't playing, I, yeah, um, I'd take Georgia it's, in a blowout. But still, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm just being um, honest. But like, but like, but still looking at this Arkansas team, because like when you look at like the, the second year coaches, it, you got Kiffin, you got Drinkwitz, you got uh, Pittman, whom, and you got Mike Leach, right? Mike Leach up and down. I, I think that's what Mike Leach is. I think that's I think that's his ceiling as a coach. I also think yeah. that's the program ceiling, you know, at, at Mississippi State. And I've been very vocal about that. And I, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I just think that, that they're an eight win team, right? So then you look at, at at Mizzou, and they have they obviously have their struggles. Kiffin, as of right now, is like you know the hot name he's you know if he yeah. beats Saban it's going to be a fucking nightmare to deal with <laughs> like the publicity but like one of the reasons I didn't want to count like Pittman for that was Pittman like and fucking Dan Wolken brought this up like this weekend where he like he was like remember that Pittman was like their his Arkansas's 15th choice and I was like of course you had to like rain on this parade and just be a Debbie Downer about it but Pittman also he's never had any head coaching experience and, and the mess that he inherited from Chad Morris, that's the thing I can't get over that he's done such a good job on because the mess that he inherited from Chad Morris was awful. I mean, awful. It, there, there's just no other way to put it. it like yeah. 
They were they were the worst power five team in the country. They were one like Chad Morris again. The, when Brett Bielema was there, he he had him in the top fifteen. He had him ranked like it, that wasn't that one that was five years ago. And think about like how far they have fallen just from a perception standpoint because of Chad Morris. No, it's crazy. I mean, uh, it's an amazing job. Uh, this is so. I, I think over to the Texas A and M side. I just feel like you can't start your season playing four cupcakes in a row. Like I think some yeah. of this went into this. Like they didn't. They hadn't played a game in which they were they weren't like totally outmanning the other team yet. And there were a quarter of the way into the season, and Arkansas is coming in. They've already played Texas. They're feeling good about themselves. I mean, it, this is this has always been my concern about Jimbo, even when he was at Florida State. Is it? It feels like if you don't have like an absolute savant at quarterback, mm-hmm. his offense just isn't very explosive. It's too. It's a great pro style offense, it, but professionals. When you're a, a professional receiver, a professional quarterback. You can execute these things, but sometimes you just got to let you got to like dumb it down is not the right word, but just like make it less complicated. So these college kids can go out and execute yeah. it. And but also and it just, like, they weren't even like, like they just never felt like they had any momentum on offense at all. No. And, and, and that's another thing too. I should apologize for because of Barry Odom. I, I just kind of was like, you know, let's not forget this Arkansas team. Like yeah, they finished, their defense like, you know, the, incredible. their defense was fantastic and, and they yep. fly to the ball and they like, they game tackle really well. Now what I'll say about A&M though, and you probably remember this like way better than I do, but like one of the other things in Jimbo's offense is that it's, it feels like to me, he, ha- he always had like an established running game. And that's something he had last year when he, and you lose four or five offensive linemen, like that is a huge deal because now you don't have like the ability just to like to bully people. And you saw that last year when they played Florida and stuff like that, like they were able to absolutely pound people and, and just, yeah. you know, they, they don't have that right now. They, they just absolutely don't. And so when you also don't have, you know, I, I thought Isaiah Spiller, I thought Ania Smith having those guys, they would be enough. Mm-hmm. They don't like Zach Calzada. It felt like for most of the day and especially in the first half, Arkansas was getting to him consistently every time he was dropping back and they were doing it with a three man rush. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I, I, I mean, hats off to, to the Razorback defense. And I mean, some of it you wonder because we saw signs of this leading up to this game from A&M. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're like coming down to the wire against Colorado. Like you're not the, the other Patsy games. Like your offense wasn't really that, like it didn't look great. Um, right. So you wonder how bad Texas A&M, now they get to the meet of their schedule, how bad that offense will really look. Or if I think Arkansas's defense is really good, don't get me wrong. I just wonder how much of that is A&M not having. I mean, you've got Isaiah Spiller is one of the best backs in the country. Like, So, uh, you know, coming into that game, Texas A&M had only allowed 232 yards passing total in their first three games. And at halftime, Arkansas had 229. And they're not even a passing team. Like no. they're a running, a running team. So, hey guys, let's also try to cover Traylon Burks. Like, like in this, this may. There's a lot of good defensive backs in this league, and a lot of good defensive coordinators. Maybe we shade a safety over. Maybe, maybe we, maybe we bracket coverage over there a little bit. Um, maybe we don't put the best receiver in the fucking SEC and maybe the country on an island with your cornerback and just see how it goes. Because KJ Jefferson, I, I'm not, I'm still not high on that. He's one of the most like, uh, he's, he's a good quarterback. 
he, uh, he's a, he is one of the top five quarterbacks in the SEC for sure, but he's not a guy that's going to go out there and like, you know, I think hit like a 90% completions percentage, like kind of clip like that, or, or put up like those kind of efficiency numbers. I just, I'm, I was shocked to see how many times Traylon Burks, Traylon Burks had 126 yards, I think in like the first half. Oh yeah. He, he was good. Uh, he's yep. great. I mean, he's one of the best in the SEC. Um, so obviously Arkansas fan base feeling great, big, big game next week against Georgia. We'll preview it later in the week, but mm-hmm. I Congrats, love it. Man. I Huge. love it for Arkansas that it's a noon game. Yeah. And and it's game day there. Um, Now, Georgia is on a different level to me than they've been in quite some time. So we'll see. And it's reflected in the spread, but let them have have this weekend. Let's transition into Georgia real quick and just speak very briefly on the Vandy thing. I I tweeted this as kind of a joke, but it's, I I meant it. Like, if you're thinking of canceling a game on senior day, to Georgia, just don't, because it was very obvious that Kirby took that personally and was absolutely trying to make that hurt. I mean, Vanderbilt ends up with half the first down. Like they had they had half the first downs that Georgia had touchdowns, like four and eight, right? They, they, they just they, they got absolutely dominated. I so I and I actually had stepped out for a second because I had to go up to the store and grab something, and I thought. Like I see Stetson Bennett in, I was like, oh, I guess JT Daniels must be out with like an oblique strain, or they didn't think they wanted to press it. Like whatever. No, he he had already finished his, his day. Hey, nine to 10, 128 yards, two touchdowns. You know, yeah. solid first quarter. He's gone. Yeah. Now, look, Vandy is just just not good guys. I know I'm breaking news there. They're they're yeah. really really bad, but. It's just total domination. We actually had someone tweet us. Well, someone tried to tweet you as well as me, but they spelled your name wrong, so probably why you didn't get it. But they said before the night before, how likely is it tomorrow that Georgia's defense outscores Vanderbilt's offense? I responded, I'd put my money on it. Yep. Well, I don't think that Georgia's defense scored, but they at least tied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, and, and in this year, I think in total, I, I, like I think the stats still hold true that that – they have given up the same amount of points as their defense has scored, which is 16. And that's just, that's crazy, man. I, it's, it's awesome to see this, this defense is everything that I thought they were going to be last year, but they're better. Cause like last year I, I kept saying, I was like, you know, you get guys like Richard LeCount and Eric Stokes and dude, th- I mean, these, these guys, like there was multiple times I'm not exaggerating. Okay. There were multiple times that I was watching a Vandy player catch a pass, get out in space where I like audibly was like, Ugh! like, cause I thought I, like you saw, you see Jordan Davis run down to Kobe Dean, you know, all these, all these yeah. like guys. And then I'm like, Oh my God, they're going to kill him. Um, and you know, Vandy, <laughs> Vandy is Vandy. Uh, Clark Lee kind of had to pay for the sins of, of uh, yeah. Derek Mason on that one, but we'll move on to uh, another game. Um, where do you want to go from here? I um, can talk Bama Southern Miss. No. Um, it was a weird weekend, man. Like we already mentioned it, but you had Minnesota Minnesota losing to Bowling Green, who by all accounts yeah. is the worst Power Five team. You had Baylor beating Iowa State, Georgia Tech crushing UNC, Oklahoma barely surviving against Minnesota. No, West, Texas, West Texas. Yeah, so I'm sorry, uh, West Virginia. You had a Texas Texas Tech game. Who before the game, I heard someone say you always bet the over in that game, and I was like, ah, it's pretty high. Total of 105 points. Um, and Texas won by like 
and they and they put up 70 themselves yeah Yeah. um you had obviously nc state and clemson you had a a ohio state linebacker quit the team mid-game quit the team and spelled fuck wrong (laughs) but the weirdest thing of all was i'm sitting there watching the florida tennessee game like just kind of checking the bottom scores as they scroll and i was like georgia state is beating auburn 24 to 12 at the half i was like "Ah, it's just it's probably one of those fluke things you know it's just like high school jv women's basketball score at the half 24 to 12. and i was like uh you know, it, it, I'm sure it was just coming off the Penn State game. Like Auburn probably sleeps in the first half; it'll be fine. And like I just kept tuning back in, but then I looked at the box score at halftime, and Georgia State had already ran for over 200 yards. Run only, yeah, yeah. Um, with like a like a like a value brand, great value, Mike Allstott in the backfield. It was like just like a a, a very very stocky, hunched over white guy. Like they they were. Georgia State, and, and listen, I if I if I would have bet on this game, I would have bet when they were losing Auburn to win by a touchdown because it would have been like probably plus six hundred. But you just knew, you just fucking knew that something was going to happen, right? Like like they they come back and listen. You, you have the block punt, that's awesome. Then you bring in T.J. Finley. Yeah, Bo Nix got benched in this game. Bo Nix got benched, and so you bring in T.J. Finley. And he, he's like, he looks fantastic, but, but then he leads this like fourth quarter drive and they go right down the field. Um, I will tell you right now, there was a call in this game and I can't remember what, he, what it even was, but I was like, there's no way, there's no way that this isn't going Auburn's favor, but you get down to the end, like, you know, it's like the 11 yard line. It's fourth and nine. It's fourth and nine. There was never a doubt. And, jo- and Georgia state was driving. No, Auburn was driving. They were, so they were they on were Georgia still, States. They were going in. Right. And they were and they were still down. But like, you know, they got the ball back with like two and a half minutes to go. They they drive all the way down the field. So there's like a minute, maybe something to go, but it's fourth and nine. And you know they're not gonna run a, a route to like the one yard line when the you know, like so because the, the line to gain was at the one. So they had to go to the end zone and he just kind of like drops back and keeps fading to his right, fading to his right, and, and like it's there's like three Georgia State guys that like, like running after him. At the last second, he just he throws a pass, and I just had zero doubt in my mind. I was like, "That's that is going to be caught by somebody in blue and orange," and that's what what happened. And then they got like a pick six or something like that. Like right yeah, after yeah. that, they, they ended that, up yeah. getting. But so so hats off to Auburn for like the resiliency. I, I, my bigger thing that I want to talk about besides Georgia State, what's going on? Where you you fire a first year coach, your receivers coach, Cornelius Williams on a set, like the day after, like that's the only issue you have. I, that has to be something I've never seen anything like that. Like how is the receivers coach? I, there's, that has to be about something completely different. Am I it has to, right? Yeah. Like I saw that today too. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a receivers coach be fired four games into a season, his first year on staff. Right. Like something weird had to have happened, but, um, just a weird game. I mean, Auburn obviously feels lucky to survive. There are games like this, cough, cough, Florida State, where right. you're like messing around all game and then it goes wrong at the end and you lose. Could have easily happened to them, but I was shocked by this. I mean, the week before, I'm, I'm sitting here lauding them for the Penn State game and how good I thought they looked. And I mean, 
They were 27 and a half point favorites and they were losing until the, the very last yeah. minutes of the game. And hats off to, to Sean Elliott at, you know, and, and Georgia state for, for playing yeah. their hearts out. But I mean, yeah, it was, it was, that was kind of weird. You know, like I'm trying to think again, so we're not bone dicks, like, what are, what are you thinking here? Have we, have we seen anything of what's been said after the game? I have not, but I will say that I will find out firsthand because this weekend, Uncle Chris is going to take a little road trip to get out of town and get away from everything. And I'll be headed to Baton Rouge for the Tiger Bowl, Death Valley at night. I'm going to put some things in my body that day, mainly liquids, and I can't wait. That's going to be an all-timer. But yeah, crazy game there. Um, Popping around here. South Carolina? Did you, you knew, so if you watched you knew it was going to go under or I did at least, but I thought, yeah. And South Carolina almost covered, but what was it? Five and a half. And they lost by one, I think it was, uh, by six, no, I think it was six and a half. I think it was six and a half. Um, unless it, so it might've dropped to get the day of the game. It was 16, 10 final, right? I think so. I, I believe so. Cause it was like 16, seven for a while. And then they get, they get like a, you know, a late field goal or something like that. But, but the bottom line in this game, besides the gambling part of it, yeah, 16, 10 South Carolina had every chance to win that game or at least tie it or do whatever it like every chance in the world. They had three turnovers from Clemson. Chris Rodriguez. I, I don't know what it is. And I know he's a great back, but, but when he gets near a goal line, something happens to his right hand and he, he just, it, I don't know what it is. It just goes numb or something, I, you know, every now and then you got to, you got to switch it up and go lefty. I, I, I don't know, but he's like, he fumbles into the goal line every single time. It's, it's just crazy. He did it on his own own goal line this week, but um, they had three turnovers that they lost for Kentucky and, and South Carolina had zero points off those turnovers. Yeah. Their offense isn't very good. No, Luke Doty did not look like he was the answer. He just, you know, he had a couple drops. He had a fourth down drop. They're pretty good. I mean, obviously, the one game against Georgia, but that's just going to happen with Georgia this year. I, their defense is pretty good. So, I mean, um, it was a close game. Um, we had it at South Carolina when we, when we recorded uh, plus five. So, I took the under in Kentucky to win, but South Carolina to cover. I guess if you got them at, obviously, six and a half, then they did cover. Um but yeah, just kind of a an ugly like classic. What's been weird is like Big there's been a, game. there's been a lot of like defensive games this year. I mean, as compared to of. the last few, I think it's clouded by the fact that Georgia's defense is so good. How Florida's defense shut down Alabama, so like the big games like that. Um, because if you think about it, there's been also a lot of high scoring games. Like yeah, LSU LSU Mississippi State. We should talk briefly about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised LSU. I really thought Mississippi State would, would get that done. I think you had that right. Like, it's just hard to get mm-hmm. up for another game like that. And, hell, they almost came back again. You know, another crazy comeback. It's ridiculous, man. Like, like Mississippi State should – Mississippi State is like like the freeze at, at Turner Field <laughs> or, like, I'm sorry, at Truist Park, like, except for they don't win every game. Like, like they, they should just start with, like, a, a just spot the other team 10 points – and then come out and start playing because that, that's like got to be their whole thing. It's like they have to be down by three touchdowns to get it, get it going. So they, so we talked about this last week, but they, they like dominated Memphis in the box score. Mm-hmm. They dominated LSU in the box score here too. Yeah. LSU only had 343 yards of offense and Mississippi state had almost 500. Right. Right. Um, LSU five of 32 on third down. 
That's preposterously bad. Yes. Five of 32. 32 chances, though. <laughs> yeah. 32 chances right. on third down. It can't. It almost cannot. Maybe that's like for the, it can't be for the season either. Five of 32 um, is what it said when I looked it up. That was but, like my freshman stat line at, at Georgia College. It's like, <laughs> I mean, that is terrible. But, you know, I, I thought because Miss, uh, Mississippi State lives off of the explosive play and LSU has been mm-hmm. giving up a ton of them through the air. Then I hear that Stingley's out and I'm like, okay. I'm feeling really good about this. Probably why but the they said secondary after, played so well. Yeah, but but um, you know the defense after the game they said, look, we knew all week that's that's the one thing you got to keep the ball in front of you. Uh, with Mississippi State, they live off the explosive play. They did a great job of limiting it, and um, you know Max Johnson four touchdown passes, Keishon Butte another two touchdowns. That's Dude all he is, does, man. What is that eight for him now? It, like, I think he has like, eight. Yeah, he's like a like like uh, I don't know if I want to say Ron Jeremy or if I want to say, um, like Van Wilder, like the cool kid in high school. Because like he's just always scoring, just always. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he is. Um, um, he so looked. Yeah. Good. I also you got to give a shout out to Delonte Jones um, for just being able, like coming out like and, and facing such scrutiny. And and this was a I think this was a big game for LSU because th- this game like you think about how far they've fallen from the national perception and, and like, hear me out. I know this is not their rival, right? Like you're still going to play A&M. You're still going to play Bama. You're still going to play Florida, but from a rivalry standpoint of like, you went from being the, maybe the greatest team of all time. Offensively, you were the greatest team of all time in 2019 LSU. You had this incredible season where everybody watched you just go start to finish. And everybody felt like an America was pulling for them. And your first game the following year, you not only get beat, you get beat at home, you get beat embarrassingly by a team that should not beat you. And you also give up over 600 yards of offense. Like the quarterback who's again, if like he's still missing. So if you guys find him, please let us know. We put up milk cartons everywhere, but he's like, he has sets the all time sec record for uh, most passing yards in a game at 623. I think this is huge to come out here. It's like, you know, and show that like there's that, that university, that program is still something to be feared. It's still something to be respected. And it's still something that like is, you know, a juggernaut in the SEC and on the national level as well. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a big win for that program. I mean, it's just a lot going on with them off the field and people kind mm-hmm. of questioning Orgeron after, you know, putting up a great 2019 and then 2020 was just kind of a disaster. And, and this year didn't get off to a great start. So it's a good win for the program. Must win. Um, Do you think Florida? That? What's up? So, so there were some, there were people saying this was a must win for Orgeron. He's, he's 13 games removed from an undefeated national championship. And there were people saying this is a must win for him. I don't, I wouldn't agree that it's like, a you know, if someone was actually saying like, if he doesn't win this, we're firing him. Mm-hmm. But I did feel like if you're LSU, you're you're favored in this game, at least on paper. And I thought it would be close, but like you're you're expected to win and you lose again. Right. Like there is going to be a conversation that starts coming up. Like, mm-hmm. okay, now we're starting to see a bit of a track record, and then it's very easy for anyone to be like, look, you hit it big with. Wonder Boy at QB and Wonder Boy at OC, and as soon as they yeah. both left, you fall in the tank. Like that's an easy storyline to go down, right? And it still could be. I mean, you, they could lose to Auburn, which never happens in in Death Valley. Of of course, our boy yeah. Cole Kublik was quick to point out that he was there when that happened. Um, yeah. 
but I don't know. It was a good win for them. Um, I did want to say one thing real quick about Cole Kublik and, and give him a shout out and, oh, yeah, and Tom that. Hart and Jordan Rogers. And I, I just like, as somebody that was friends with fluff and, you know, it just was like devastated to hear his passing. If you guys don't know, like fluff is like the super fans, basketball fan um, from Alabama that got COVID and just in a matter of like a day and a half, man, we went from being like in a text thread with him to like, he's fighting for his life. And uh, Cole Kublik actually wore on the sideline. They all wore plaid, which was a tribute to him. And then um, Cole Kublik actually wore the jacket that was made for him from like the basketball team, which I just thought that was so cool. I just, that was, that was awesome. Cause we, I mean, man, that kid, like I'm still in the text thread that, he was in without, you know, without him. And we haven't taken his number out of it. Cause it's just like, it feels weird. And you know, I'm yeah. sure his mom actually hates that now that I think about it, but, <laughs> but, but like, anyway, yeah, it's just, it's just something um, that was, I thought that was pretty cool. We got to talk about Tennessee, Florida, I guess last. Yeah. Yeah. I would say we'll, we'll follow up with that and then, um, and we'll move on. A little but, national. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee, Florida. Um, my prediction was Florida would come out flat and they largely did kind of i mean yeah. tennessee was leading at one point um Twice. i thought i thought uh i thought tennessee would come back and have a backdoor cover like i i just envisioned the game going the opposite way um i thought you know florida take another step step in proving themselves to be a legitimately very yeah. good team i mean because tennessee emory jones yeah i mean he's the first quarterback since 2000 since tebow to throw for 200 and run for over a hundred. Um, and I just think that they're a quality team. I think their defense is light years better than it was last year. Mm -hmm. Obviously it'd be hard not to be, but, um, we did get a voicemail about this. Like the guy, like it was mid game. He wanted Grantham fired. Um, <laughs> but I mean, largely I think they've taken a step in the right direction there. what do you think of that game? Yeah. I mean, so I was, I was, surprised by Tennessee and I shouldn't have been that was a disservice to them and, and what Josh Heupel is kind of building there. Um, and, and, you know, part of it too, is like Florida has Florida's dominated the series. They've won, I think 16 of 17 or 17 of 18 now and haven't lost them in the swamp since like 2003. So it, we all know like the numbers and stuff like that, but I, I think watching, watching Emory Jones was very impressive, but the way Tennessee battled in the first half, I thought it was awesome. I, th I thought that was like, you, you talk about how it's like something to build off of for Florida. And I think you're right. Uh, you know, and I, I want to give them credit in a second here too, but I thought you had so much to build off of from like for Tennessee and, you know, Hinden hooker is the guy at quarterback flat yeah. out. He, he had a couple of overthrows. He, he missed a guy wide open down the, uh, down the left sideline at one point, which was pretty bad. And I think, I can't remember if it was the receiver's fault or his fault, but it was like on fourth and five, you know, just a little underneath crossing route. He hit a guy, it should have hit a guy and, and it was dropped and it just Vilas Jones, he kind of got shut down for most of the day, but they, they really were impressive to me in the first half because it, you know, if they were at home and they did that following like Bama fatigue and all that kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff, like, because they said like when the, before the broadcast, they were like, hey, if anything, we got, we got like a boost, like a Bama boost because we you know, practice was like, you know, up, up beat. But I think that if they were at home, I would have expected something similar to this, but not on the road. I, th I just thought that was great from like a young team like that. Now, Florida, man, the defense looks good. Defense looks really good. And Emory Jones is like, he's doing what we kind of talked about the, before the season, which is he, he's not Tim Tebow, right? He might not even be Anthony Richardson, but he, what both of those quarterbacks are going to do, what Emory Jones is doing now, especially like since like the, the Bama game, 
you you are able to open up the entire playbook that Dan Mullen has. Yeah. Which is a very, very like complex and deep play. I mean, he, he's just one of the best offensive minds in the game. And I just, I thought it was really impressive to see how good of a job he did. And I know Tennessee is, you know, not in a rude way, but they're Tennessee right now. But we got to see it for two weeks in a row out of Emory Jones. And I thought it was really impressive out of, out of that kid. It, it, a huge boost moving forward, especially when you're about to face now, you know, besides Bama, like your biggest tests next week going to Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're Tennessee too, I mean, at least if you're hypo, you can, you can show recruits proof of concept and say, look at these plays. Like we're scheming up Mm -hmm. some shit here and we, you could be the player that makes that play happen. You know, there's a proof of concept there's, and in Tennessee, they seem like they're bought into the coach and um, they're further along than I thought they would be at this stage. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll admit that. Um, Nationally, you had um so there was uh, i said there was a lot that happened i mean the the more boring one but i would say a lot of people were surprised by was notre dame destroying wisconsin i i wasn't i called that well i call i i called it i called it as well i called the outright victory but wisconsin was like a six point favorite and they they lost by 28 um See, this is like the perfect example though of why i hate both of these teams because that 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 line and those rankings are exactly why I hate those teams. Yeah. Wisconsin's ranked 18th. Notre Dame's ranked 12th. Wisconsin's already got a loss at home. Notre Dame has looked bad and struggled for like several games this year. Yeah. It, Notre Dame is still ranked 12th, and they're a six-point underdog to a team that's ranked 18th, which makes no sense on a, on a neutral field. And they come out Graham and beat like awful. He's awful. But if you're Wisconsin, they had 12 tackles for loss in this game, six sacks, and lost by 28. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that. <laughs> like their offense, though, is so it's so bad, bad, and and they really don't have like the, the, we always say this because it's Wisconsin, and they did this forever under Brett Bielema, they did under Barry Alvarez and all that kind of stuff. You have these massive offensive linemen. I will say shout out to their punter who had a V, a U, and a Z in his last name, which was the it's most perfect Big Ten shit ever. But like you have these massive offensive linemen and you have these really talented running backs that are just like mauling people, you know, opening these massive holes. That is, that's just not happening anymore. And and Paul Chris's offense has kind of asked for a little bit more out of the quarterback play. And I'm not even fucking sure or sold that Graham Mertz is, is right-handed. Like, I'm not. Like I, I really, I think it's like something they should check just to be on the safe side. It's like, bro, maybe you're left-handed. Maybe you're yeah. left-handed. That could be part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, and and Jack Cohn, you know, it's Jack Cohn revenge game. Uh, he got hurt yeah. in this game, and still this happened. I mean, um, so you know, Notre Dame lives on to fight another day. Everyone's kind of been like, oh, they're just very, not very good, and that may be true, but here they are now. They're probably like I said, I didn't see the polls today, but they're probably a top ten team now. And uh, um, yeah. now they play Cincinnati next week. I think that's where they're going to get got. I hope so. Um, Got to talk Clemson. <laughs> so it's amazing. Hold on. This hold on, is hold the on. other game I was watching. Real quick, Notre Dame is ranked ninth. Tell yeah. me, tell me what like the odds you would have you would have seen, and if you would have taken this at the start of the season. Cincinnati is ranked seventh. Cincinnati is going into a game at Notre Dame ranked higher than Notre Dame. I wonder what the line will be for that game. That should be interesting. I, it's probably already out. 
Um, yeah, no, well, I'm not totally shocked by that. Honestly, Cincinnati started the season ranked higher than Notre Dame, I think. Um, but, uh, Clemson. So all the fears that Clemson fans had about the offense coming into this game, they were not quelled. Good word. Clemson looks terrible on offense. They are awful on offense. We, I don't know we how it's possible. First fire Dabo like trend. Fire Dabo was trending in, in like tiger, not tiger droppings, but tiger net or whatever that kind of that shit is like it, it which, which is stupid. Right. Well, obviously. But like we've, we've sat here forever and just kind of assumed he's the second best coach in college football. So I'm in a, and it's just been lovely over the last five years. I'm in a group text with a bunch of Clemson fans. Um, and I lived with a couple of them. A couple of them actually played at Clemson for Dabo. Um, and they were like, I I just don't understand why we keep sticking with DJ at quarterback. He's clearly got the yips and yeah. we can't move the ball with him at QB. So something's got to be done. Now, I guess, you know, their their backup tore his Achilles in the spring. I think I saw him in that game. I was I was jumping back between different games. I think he was in, so maybe he's not as injured I doubt as I it thought if he, he was. Tore his Achilles. I that's what I thought. I saw somebody else in there that wasn't him. Um DJ. Yeah. But he just look, it, it's the only way you follow up a Deshaun Watson and have more success is if you have a generational Trevor Lawrence. And At some point, that shit was going to end. And, and DJ was the number one QB coming out. But dude looks terrible. Georgia broke him. Like, like what, what is it? It's like that, that quote from the office when he's like, I think we broke his brain. Like, I think they did. Like, they, yeah. like, so I said this, I said this during the game because you're watching it and I know he's the first, first quarter touchdown looks good, but this is an offense that I'm telling you from a gambling standpoint, it was fucking a lock yeah. every week to, to bet the first half and the first quarter because it, that team always comes out. You're playing with the best, like a top four team in the country in terms of talent. That's from 24 seven. That's not me saying yeah. it. That's like, that's actual, like, like stars and all that kind of stuff. You're playing with top four talent and you're playing against inferior opponents. And I, you know, NC state's not bad. We just saw yeah. NC state to lose to Mississippi state. Right. Like, like, and other, you know, transit property and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't, doesn't apply and whatever. Right. But Mississippi State, yeah. yeah. But you have Clemson that like, they, they look inept. And I said this on, on Saturday after watching him play, it's like, there's multiple times, like, like they, they continue to like, they run an RPO. Right. And, and we've talked about this before where, the RPO is going to, like, is predicated, like, you know, almost similar like Gus Malzahn, we talked about him. It's predicated off the run and the ability of the quarterback to run. Not all of us knew that Trevor Lawrence was like that great of an athlete until he took off in that, that Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State. Sneaky quick. Sneaky quick. Very gutsy. Or, or what, what is it? Anyway, <laughs> or gritty. So, but then like, you know, we found out. And then you also, you had Deshaun Watson. You had, you had all these guys. You had Kelly Bryant in the, in the one down here. Yeah. Taj Boyd. Taj Boyd was back. able to run. Yeah. This is... He is, I don't know if he's immobile, but he is not an athlete and he does not like getting hit. And, and I said on Saturday, I said, I said, he is what my college coach. So shout out Chris Calciano. 
he's what my college coach would have called a mental midget. And and that is he cannot you can't, you can't say he, that. What, can't say wait, that really? in twenty twenty one. Is that real? My life's in shambles. Shut up. I'll say whatever I want. Um, so but he's like, he's like, that's, that's what, that's what, you know, basically like he lacks confidence and yeah. the confidence enough to play at that level. And that's what's happening. Just bottom line. Yep. Sorry to anyone that's height challenged. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I just, we don't have a lot of Clemson listeners would be my guess. So I don't I feel don't too bad saying this. You just really, you hate to see it for Clemson. These motherfuckers have gotten every, you can, you can say this, you can say this obviously about Florida state in 2013 as well, but uh, at least they played a Clemson that was top five that year. Mm-hmm. Clemson has been running rough shot through the ACC and making it to the playoff every single year. The ACC has been just about as bad as it's been in the last 20 yep. years over the last yep. five. And like, I, just to see some of the arrogance coming from their own head coach, who's one of yeah. the most unlikable guys in the world. NC State ran 97 plays in this game, and Clemson ran 49. Wow. 49. 49. Wow. That's um, insult to injury. And, and at the end of the game, the, the fucking kicker mix, misses the kick, and I'm like, of course. Of course he of missed course the kick. Did. Because I remember a couple years ago when Clemson was you know in an undefeated season and NC State had a chance to win and they missed the kick. Right. And and the kid had already missed one earlier in the night when they right. went down to score and over uh, what was it to make to make it go to overtime or was it to it was it in it was, it was double overtime yeah I was like you're not gonna kick the field goal or are they extra point are you because the kid's gonna miss it like right. I just thank God he he made it but um insult to injury here they lose Brian Brzee for a torn ACL in the game. Mm-hmm. And Will Shipley, who I think people thought he was going to be done for the year. He'll be done for a large portion of the year, but he right. might be able to come back. Right before this game, their previous starting running back hit the transfer portal. So now they're down two running backs. They already can't run the ball. They're in a world of hurt. And yeah. let's just get ready for a world where Wake Forest is um, playing in the Orange Bowl. I just, I'm not ready for that only because again, that mascot looks like just weird. the 1770s version of Bill Maher. And it's just so unsettling. I can't stand it. <laughs> you Google it. It's exactly what it looks like. But so the only thing I want, last thing I'll say about Clemson, it is tied to a rich is still down here. I didn't know it. And I just asked him to grab me a beer and he, he did not respond very kindly. Um, no, but like I, I, it, the problem is not only DJU, but it, the problem it, like from an effort standpoint, and we don't need to get into a whole bunch of Clemson stuff because we don't like Clemson. Right. But like that last, even the last pass, like I thought, I thought, thank you, sir. Um, I thought Justin, shout out sides for rich. Um, I thought, I thought <laughs> Justin Ross could have easily caught that ball. Yeah, It's like he, yeah, he, he didn't uh, even put his hands up for it. And they just walked off the field. And then you have these, these players who, who aren't used to losing. I, I'll tell you, my mom always says to me, she says, Chris, I'm so proud of you for like growing up. And like, you know, it's like, you don't get as affected by Bama losses like you used to. And I was like, well, they don't lose mom. We don't know that. We don't know how I am. Um, They're awful. Yeah. This Saturday is going to be terrible. Um, But they, you know, they're like spitting on fans anyway. All right, let's, let's get to the, so I've been, I'm sure Rich is probably at the same point I'm at um, maybe more optimistic than I am, but I've gotten to the point where I'm just, 
I've passed even the point of like getting pissed like when I was Jacksonville yeah. night when you were like I was like now's not the fucking time Chris where it's like I was like you know what I'll, maybe I'll just tune in some other games I'll, I'll record the game and then I'll go watch it where it's not like stressful and I'll be able to enjoy right. college football I look at my phone where we're down like 31 to 7 in Louisville I was like okay whatever I mean it's just it is what right. it is you know? like, yeah that's I, I hope I agree I mean like it's yeah. like I want to get to that point so I'm like emotionally stable but yeah no you know, it's, I, I, it's like I told this to Jeff at the start of the season my best friend uh about so I was like you know with everything going on, man, like we, we really need Bama to have a good season. Like, like this year more than ever. And he's like, Chris, shut up. That's every year for you. It's not, it's not different at all because of the breakup. Um, right. let's, let's, let's talk get some, um, yeah. And then we'll end it right here. Okay. So you want to, you want to talk voicemails or you want to talk to the Georgia Alabama line? I we don't need to talk about the Georgia Bama line. Okay. All right. Let me get into some of these, um, voicemails here. Um, now again, we had to be selective about what we could use here because yeah, a lot of bad. Well, I'll be honest, uh, you guys. I, I appreciate that we get a lot of calls from people that are a little sauced up, a little jacked up during the game, but it can get a little crazy. So uh, here's our first one. This was actually about the Alabama Southern Miss game. So interestingly enough, hey, you know what? <laughs> I understand that this is against. Southern Miss, and Alabama's up 42-7 at half, but there is under no circumstance, no circumstance, that three guys named Grayson, Jason, and Chandler could combine for 94 yards of offense in a game, in a half. I mean, maybe in a season, but in a half? Come on. We got to get the defense together because this, this ain't cutting it. Anyway, roll tide. Love what y'all do. Look forward to listening to y'all next week. <laughs> so this is, the epitome of an, this is an epitome of an Alabama fan. Am I correct? <laughs> the fact that he, he, that like speak to my fucking heart, dude, you went to, you went Grayson, Jason and Chandler combined for 94 yards. And he's pissed. Oh my God. And he's, he should be, he's right. Everything he said was accurate. Anyway, that's I awesome. love that. So that's a great, call, man. And, and for those of you that want to call in for four, two, four, four, three, Oh, Oh, four, five. That is a that is a great job with that guy. He 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 wasn't extreme profanity laced. Kept it to about forty seconds. Just mm-hmm. made his point, moved on, and then he actually complimented us. Which we you know, if you do that in the in the voicemail, of course, we'll probably it's more chance definitely for play, me that. To play it. I'll listen um, to it every morning when I say my mantras into the mirror. Just all right. So just a heads up, we're gonna have to tell our producer to edit this one. No. Oh. I'll go ahead and play it. Uh, Hello, I'm Jason, man. I am sitting here watching the Florida-Tennessee game. I am excited that Florida is winning, but I swear on every thing that I love, I don't know if it's going to be Emory Jones or Todd Grantham, but one of these two is going to drive me to drinking excessively. What in the entire shit? Some days Emory is good, some days Emory is awful and it feels like there's never nothing in between Todd Grantham he needs to be go he needs to get fired and be a car attendant at Target or Walmart you pick the damn store I can care less thank y'all for the damn store he said you pick the damn store first off what a I voice I love that guy. he actually so I he had a follow-up and I wanted to play the follow-up play it 
Um, just as profanity laces. It, I don't know if he can edit this out. It was uh, just five minutes later. And I, okay. I feel like he specifically <laughs> called in just to kind of not only reiterate his point about Florida, but then just, just trash what I, what I love, Chris. So we're going to pray another one from Jason here. Hey, this is Jason again. I just left a comment about the about uh, Florida. I just thought about something. Florida State is O and four. What a time to be alive! Good God, you talk about a shit show amongst dumpster fires. What? They're O and four. There's awful, and then there's whatever this shit is. But you know what? In true college football fashion, I have to say this. They are the best 0-4 team I've ever seen. Go Gators. <laughs> oh, he, he, he hit the he-he-he at the end. Yeah, oh, my God, Jason. That's good, man. Jason, that, that was, was a, great. Look, it cuts me to my core. I hate to have you one-up me here, but that was a great voicemail. I had to, I had to play that one. So thanks yeah, for calling in. Fine. That was Every awesome, week, man. That was, that guys, was really good. Yeah, 424-430-0045. Call us. The best ones will make it. Um, I yeah. filtered through them. So if you say something stupid, it ain't going to get played. Um, All right. And real quick, I just want to say one last thing before we sign off. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, a lot of you guys reached out to me and and um, had just some like really kind words and uh, you know didn't have to. It was just incredibly nice. Um, just wanted to say thanks, like from the bottom of my heart, like genuinely, genuinely thanks. Um, Tyler's doing screen show slideshow of his kids right now. Um, but, but like I, I did, I genuinely wanted to say thanks. If I wasn't able to respond, it has nothing to do with you. Trust me. It's just, you know, he couldn't get to it or just wasn't there, but I, I do, I did want to say thank you. I hope you guys have a great week and all your teams win. So even mine. Yeah. Still waiting yours, on that especially one. yours. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll, we'll see you guys later in the week where we'll preview another great week in college football. See ya. Love it.